Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. This week, we're talking with Mark Blakeman about the upcoming season at the McKnight Center for Performing Arts in Stillwater, which is consistently drawing some of the best shows in the state for music and theater lovers. But first, a word from our sponsor. You are called to be bold. You have a right to the best wireless service, high-speed internet, and customer service at a price that you can feel good about. At Bravado Wireless, we know this, and that's why we put you and your community first. Bravado Wireless the power of connection all right let's dig into our question of the week well uh, man this uh blew up this went around the world and back yep and resulted in an entire saturday of comment moderation on your part my part and two different people from the tourism department yep yep indeed y'all liked this one yes so much so much so that i'm forced to abbreviate it severely i mean thank you to everyone who replied well most of the people most most of the people Thank you to replied. everyone who replied to the comment. We didn't have to hide because you yeah. got a little out of control. But uh, it was it was quite the weekend with the question of the week. Uh, they were very motivated. They were very motivated. Uh, yeah. So here's our question. Uh, what accessories would come with an Oklahoma Barbie? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. Okay, so there were a lot of really good answers on social media, and it was really hard not to copy them. So I... I came up with a few things. Uh, some Kristen Gentry earrings. You guys know Kristen. She was the assistant manager at the yes. FAM store, and she makes those amazing snake, snaky earrings that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, Oklahoma Barbie would have a pair of those. She'd have a church studio t-shirt, like the one we all have a copy of. Um, a pair of sneakers from Silhouette Sneakers and Art in Greenwood in Tulsa. Uh, she would have two flags on her Jeep. Everyone seemed to agree that she would have a Jeep on social media. So she would have two flags. One would be for the Thunder, and one would be for the OKC Spark, because she sports women's sports. And she would have a subscription to Oklahoma Today magazine. Oh, there. (laughs) (laughs) Managing editor Carly Barra. There's a little bit of overlap on my answer um, since Nathan said 17 things. (laughs) I did. uh, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, my it's really, really hard to decide because Oklahoma is made of so many different types of people and different types of women. So I just kind of modeled her after myself, obviously. (laughs) Um, But my Oklahoma Barbie would have three dogs and energy drink in a copy of Oklahoma Today magazine. Good, good. I'm glad we all agree about the magazine. Also, yeah, Oklahoma's not a monolith. There's no, no. Yeah. It contains so multitudes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what Megan Rossman? Uh, well, I, yes, I too sort of modeled the Barbie after myself and I said that she would have a bag of burgers from Brahms. Nice. A limeade and a pair of boots that she bought on sale at Dillard's. <laughs> and and maybe, she maybe Reba boots. No. No, no Reba boots? Okay. No, sorry. I was trying Reba. to get a little bit extra Oklahoma in there. <laughs> yeah. No, they would be that I don't know what they would be, but okay. they would probably be from Dillard's and okay. on sale. I like I like I like that she's cost conscious. Yes. yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. is an Oklahoma Barbie. She's an Oklahoma Barbie. Yeah. Loves them sales. Yeah. <laughs> Research editor she's Smart Lucia. with her money. Well, I think a uh, VHS copy or perhaps uh, anniversary uh, DVD edition of Twister. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, a 32 ounce uh, cherry limeade from uh, Sonic or perhaps just any you can fill in the blank on like a quick trip uh, on yeah. Q Casey's um, just any 32 ounce drink <laughs> but it has to be 32 ounces okay. yeah uh, I also have one for Oklahoma Ken um, mm. 
uh, like OU Bowl t-shirts going back uh, 10 consecutive years, <laughs> all in various states of uh, fade, gradual I feel, I feel seen more. and yes. a little judged. That's okay. All right. And that's, uh, that's my input. Dan, you're like the only person who cared about the men. Oh, no. There were plenty of Ken comments. Oh, were there? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I was just been. So. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Oklahoma Ben. You're yeah. enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, I... I Went with a uh, Thunder jersey. Good. Uh, a cheeseburger that's bigger than her head. Good. <laughs> um, covered in sunscreen. Of course. Yep. Oh, that's uh, very important for skin uh-huh. health. And yeah. with a pet uh, Acrothorus. Acrocanthosaurus. Uh, I like that. Go. I like that. So many Could women in Oklahoma have pet dinosaurs. That's, yeah, it's it's uh, Barbie's dream dinosaur. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, that's the set I needed when yeah. I was a kid. Oh that's man, that's good. Here, here is a, a minuscule smattering. So many comments. Of what was said? Oh my gosh. Uh, John Kelly uh, said a bottle of ranch dressing. Oh, I thought yeah. that was great. Perfect. I like yeah. that. Yeah, Perfect. but not for salad. For dipping. For yes. Dipping. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 She keeps maybe, it in her purse. Maybe she comes uh, with two keeps bottles. It in her purse, like Beyonce. Maybe she comes with two bottles of ranch dressing. And one is marked for dipping. I like that. Yeah. I, I like to think she also has a bottle of hot sauce in her purse. Yes. Uh, Beyonce. Terry Ann Roberts uh, said a fishing pole and a tackle box, bathing suit with blue jean cutoff shorts, tank top flip flops, sunglasses, and her hair would be in a ponytail. She just wrote a, you just wrote a country song, oh, honey. Like, those are the lyrics to a country Fish song. Fishing Barbie. Sure. Fishing Barbie. Uh, yeah. Stephen Calloway, who I guess is buying deluxe Barbies, uh, <laughs> has her all loaded up. She has a cowgirl outfit with boots and a hat and a watermelon. She would need another outfit to cheer on the Cowboys, Sooners, or any other many, many great teams from our state and the Thunder. I think she also needs a storm shelter for her dream home and a pickup. Oh, wow. I like storm that. Storm shelter was yeah. a popular addition. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, Michelle Watts had a lawn chair, a camera, and a cup of iced tea because the tornadoes <laughs> need an audience when they perform. It has to be sweet tea, though. Sweet tea, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Chambers said a can of Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Very, yeah, I like that. Very oaky. Yeah. Uh, Lori Lori Curly Gray said, "Noodling Barbie has cut-off shorts, <laughs> cut-off shorts, Eskimo Joe T-shirt, <laughs> wading boots, Bass Pro Shop baseball cap, Yeti cooler, and a catfish." Nice uh, catfish, yeah. On her hand, yeah. Instead of instead of a purse, it just should be a catfish that comes up to her elbow. Barbie's <laughs> dream catfish. Barbie's dream bottom feeder. <laughs> uh, Marilyn Hudson said, "Bug spray." Also, very, oh yeah, you know, that's that's a good one. Uh, yeah. Susie Jennings said. Biscuits and gravy or chicken fried steak. That's like, why not yeah. both? Yeah, why, why, exactly. yeah, can, why not both? Why not Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, yes, and then uh, there, there were more than a few that said redneck uh, Ken had to be. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of Ken and cutoffs. Like, there's oil. There could be oil executive Ken or college football player Ken. I, or Ken yet, has to be lower in the uh, socioeconomic. Well, thing than I mean, Barbie, Barbie's yeah. obviously the CEO of right. the oil company, oh, okay. right? Well, like, as long as she's yeah. the CEO, then that's fine. <laughs> Well, let's talk to our own Oklahoma Ken, uh, Executive Director Mark Blakeman, <laughs> about the upcoming slate of shows at the McKnight Center in Stillwater. Oh, music lovers and art fans, we are so happy to have him back, Mr. Mark Blakeman from the McKnight Center for Performing. Hey guys, <laughs> hey, we gotta we gotta just ask Bridget if we can have one of those buttons that does that. We do. We that need we need like a cheer. Board. We need a cheering crowd. You know, yeah. we oh, need that's, a whole oh, that's studio audience. Yeah, let's get a whole soundboard. Let's do it. Be good for let's, Mark. Let's, let's, <laughs> Mark, Mark the uh, 
thank you so much for coming on. And my pleasure. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, for for people who didn't listen to the last one. Uh, although all of our listeners are completists, I'm sure that they've yeah, of, listened of to all of these. Uh, they've the night they've collected it. the full set. That's right. exactly right. Four right. seasons of hits. Um, right. What uh, tell us a little bit about the McKnight Center? When when did uh, this get started up? So the McKnight Center is um, a performing arts center located on the Oklahoma State campus in Stillwater. We opened in the fall of 2019. Um, we had this little thing happen. Um, <laughs> didn't quite get through our first season, um, but we're back and I would say better than ever. A lot of our um, subscribers uh, feel like the upcoming season is probably the strongest one that we've had. But, you know, our mission is to um, transform the lives of individ individuals through compelling performing arts, through artistic excellence, through shared creative experiences and engaging learning opportunities. And um, the one of the dimensions of the McKnight Center that doesn't always exist at other uh, presenting organizations or performing arts centers is um, the amount of education activities that we do. So as we bring in artists, like the New York Philharmonic. Um, we ask them to also participate in educational opportunities. And we have programs that go from pre-K all the way through graduate school. And we have programs that reach a lot of kids. So we're trying to get every student in Stillwater Public Schools into the McKnight Center every year. And then we have programs that go deep. Um, we sent 11 um, hand-picked music students from OSU to go to New York um, this past spring break to be in residence with the New York Philharmonic and set them up oh, with mentors cool. from the orchestra and that kind of stuff. So um, we're multidimensional, I, yeah. I suppose, but um, we bring the best of the best um, and we're really happy to do that, not just for OSU and Stillwater, but for the whole state of Oklahoma. Well, and, and that's something I was gonna point out. I, I know that you talked a little bit about that abbreviated first season, but uh, it seems like you guys have been just firing on all cylinders uh, the last year or so. Um, and if uh, the educational component is awesome, and I'm so happy you mentioned that, but I, I'll be honest, even if it was, even if you guys were ab absolutely against education, I, <laughs> I, really feel like, <laughs> I, I really feel like if people were to go and look at uh, mcknightcenter.org, uh, and look at the upcoming list of shows, they would just be so blown away that everything else sort of fades because. Uh, Absolutely, yes. You, Scotty McCreary. Scotty McCreary, yep. New York Philharmonic. Uh, pretty Chris Boutique, that's the one I'm excited about. Which one? Chris Boutique. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Yo-Yo Ma already sold out. That's right. Uh, that's like, and that's, that's like, what, April of next year? <laughs> that is our last performance of this coming season. And they That's have gonna already, be man. Uh, yeah. So tell me a little bit more. What what goes into the planning for uh, for a season? How how do you guys kind of diversify to make sure that that uh, so many facets are being covered? It, I mean, it's a process, and I would I'll say we're still learning. Um, having, I mean, we opened in two thousand and nineteen, but having that massive disruption, we were really starting to explore um, as a new facility, I'm interested in, okay, what works at the McKnight Center? Certain art forms are gonna, are gonna really um, 
have full dimension and a lot of colors to it. Some things may not work. And then there's a question of what's the appetite of our community and our ticket buyers and, and what are they interested in? And also where can we take them? We want to show them new things and, and help them stretch. And that's all a matter of experimentation. Um, there's an element of trust in all of that, um, which you need to be able to build over time and be consistent in delivering great things. Not everybody has to like everything, but I want them to know that it's extremely high quality. And we we try to mix it up as much as we can. We like to say that we have, we feel like we have something for everyone. And each season is a little bit different. We're starting to maybe settle into a little bit of a template now, um, but depending on what the art form is or the genre of music, the timeline for booking those things really varies. So yeah. classical artists book much further out. Um, we've been talking with Yo-Yo since about 2018. Wow. So, um, you know, that's one of those artists that you 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 want to land. Um, I mean, but it takes some time to cultivate that, even though I've worked with him um, before in other uh, places, um, it you know, and he's in high demand. Yeah, and then, he's the Mick Jagger of classical music. He, yeah, really for is. sure. <laughs> if there is a household name for classical artists, it is definitely yeah. Ma. Yeah. See, I, I think that's aging us too much, Nate. She, he's clearly the Taylor Swift. <laughs> do, you know that I, do you know that's almost what I said? And then I just decided to be true to my myself as a Gen Xer. <laughs> and, a well, and that's fan. always a lesson for you kids. Never be true to yourself. But there's some the, like going into that diversity again, there's just like it really does seem like this season there's legitimately something for everybody. Like, I mean, if you're into like, because not everyone's into classical music, but like, I mean, who doesn't want to see Martina McBride sing Christmas songs? That's right. Right. I Sutton mean, that's going to be amazing. Sutton Foster. That's going to be Foster. so cool. Yeah. We're excited yeah. about Sutton on Valentine's Day. We had her <laughs> on book, Valentine's Day. We had her perfect. book two years ago and she, right as we announced our season, she, she politely canceled because Aww. she had been given an opportunity to do her London debut. So she chose no. London over Stillwater, which I still don't understand, but <laughs> we're very happy she's coming back for Valentine's Day. We have 1964, the tribute, yeah. um, kind of one of the definitive Beatles tribute bands, and they are playing on February 9, 2024, which is 60 years to the day that the Beatles played the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, that's awesome. So we're super excited about that. What a cool bit of, what a cool bit of kind of, uh, you know, callback to that. That's yeah. so cool. And you've got a couple Broadway things coming up that are going to be really neat. We have a really great Broadway um, lineup. Pretty Woman is in there. Come mm -hmm. From Away, um, which is getting a lot of attention. It's a great, um, yeah, it's And a just a really uh, incredible, deeply emotional um, show I, has a lot of people really excited, and then our final Broadway performance is Book of Mormon, which, which is hilarious. Huge. But also, speaking of deeply emotional, I was amazed when I saw Book of Mormon just how sweet it ended up being. Yeah, you know, yeah. coming from the creators of South Park, you expected. I mean, and it definitely has that kind of humor, but like I couldn't believe. I mean, it really got like it really. I had tears in my eyes at one yeah, point. Not really, years. not necessarily a family show, but no, but it's really, it's, it's very, it's very heartful. And I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. We, um, I do think we have a really nice diversity. We have postmodern jukebox, a band that I've seen yes. and been following. 
gosh, been following for years and years and years and have a massive online following, millions of followers. And it's so much fun. They have these high energy performances, you know, and they take pop songs, Lady Gaga and Miley Cyrus, and they create these kind of classic vintage jazzy versions and they they really sell it. I mean, they really deliver That's on so cool. um, restylizing these songs. It's just a lot of fun. I love that. So can I ask you a question? The last time I saw you was the day before you guys announced the Garth Brooks concert. Yeah. How'd that go? That oh, it was like fabulous. It was, so good. it was fantastic. Um, Garth, you know, is an OSU graduate. Mm -hmm. A lot of people know that. In fact, Scotty McCreary sent us a little promo video and he talked about how meaningful it was for him to come to OSU to perform where one of his musical heroes, you know, That's got his cool. start. So um, Garth, I mean, he's a gem. Uh, he, I worked in Nashville for a very long time. And so I first met Garth um, when I was there. Um, we've worked for a number of years to get him to come to the McKnight Center. The university president uh, Dr. Casey Shrum, you know, played a really pivotal role yeah. um, in getting him to come back to campus. He was with us October of last year and mm -hmm. did a series of lecture topics. It was really, it wasn't lectury in any kind of way. That's kind of misleading. But he brought an entire entourage of art and entertainment professionals. And he did three sessions for students only no media, no press, no press release, you know, just, I want to be here to serve the students. And that day I was visiting with him at lunch and he said, man, this has been one of the best days of my entire life. And then he told from the stage in the last session, he told all the students, I'm going to come back and I'm going to perform for you guys. And then we started talking at that point. And he came back last April, did two performances, one for students only, then one for, you know, paid tickets, mostly primarily alumni. And yeah. that was a fundraiser that was in collaboration with the president's office here. And the university raised about $2 million for student scholarships that day. That is so, so incredible. Awesome. It's, he it, has, it, he has such a generous spirit. He I really does. He's such yeah. a nice down to earth yeah. guy. But but that I for me that really kind of uh, illustrates so much what you were talking about of uh, the education and arts coming together here the idea that we've yeah. got people who are coming to perform obviously and it's the that's the great enrichment for anybody who gets to go up there and see the shows but for students at OSU uh, to and and for the kids in Stillwater to be able to experience this side of the entertainment industry mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. is so big and especially uh, you know OSU is is a hotbed for up and coming uh musicians and artists and to be able to have access yeah. to to uh to people in the know uh is, is such an amazing education that you won't find anywhere else yeah yeah it's such a the, the industry is so broad and i think back to when i was in college which was a very long time ago and um you know you tend you tend to look at this through the lens of you see performers. So you think, well, that's the that's the sexy side of the business, obviously. Right. You don't think about everything um, behind the scenes. And, you know, I wound up going to a school that had a music business program because there was no, I grew up in Oklahoma. There was no university at the time in Oklahoma that had a program. And OSU now has a music industry program and an arts administrative program. And we're starting to see former student 
employees here at the McKnight Center who are now going on and advancing their career. We have somebody that worked oh, that's cool. on our production team as a student, and she now works at the Dallas Symphony, but she'd had the opportunity to work with the New York Philharmonic when we opened in 2019. Oh so super, it's incredibly gratifying to awesome. um, kind of work with these young kids. And we have several former student employees that are now full-time administrators on our team here. So it's that's very so cool. cool. I, yeah. I love that partially because I, I had a job very like that when I was in college. I worked sound and lights for our our recital halls uh, at yep. my university. So that was a lot of fun. It, it really, you know, I didn't end up doing it for a career, but it taught me a ton, you know, um, and it's kind of stayed with me. Um, can you talk a little bit, too, about um, just the, you know, you talked about kind of the music, the the programs where students can learn directly about the careers they want to they, you know, they want to go into their interested in entering the music business. But what do you feel like the the value is just across the board for all students in Stillwater having a place like this? I grew up in a college town and I know that having that access to the performing arts really was transformative for me as a kid and a lot of other people I grew up with. So I'm just curious kind of how you feel about that broader educational, we, you know, we like this very much feel that access to art and culture activities is part of being a well-rounded person. Yeah. And um, that's why our commitment to Stillwater Public Schools, I think, is so, so um, cool important because we really are trying to provide something to every student every year. And when I came here in 2017, I met with the superintendent at the time and we talked about, you know, what are the what opportunities do Stillwater Public School students have to see professional artists? And the answer was none. They had other opportunities. There's a great performing arts center at the high school and the younger students attend those high school high school um, productions and different types of concerts and performances and things. But they didn't have access to professionals. And it's just a matter of time and geography, you know, and cost and those kinds of things. So the the school system really has embraced this partnership um, with the McKnight Center, which has been lovely. We do this. One of the programs that I think is kind of a flagship for the, the public schools is um, it's called uh, Link Up. And it's actually through a partnership with, that we do with Carnegie Hall. And they wow. have developed a curriculum, a set of curriculum. And... Um, all of the students, third and fourth graders, are given plastic recorders, and they are. <laughs> we do teacher training um, for the music teachers for the for the elementary schools, and they take that curriculum into the classroom and they teach these students um, songs on the recorder. Sometimes there's choreography, sometimes there's singing, and then we do a springtime concert with a full orchestra on stage. And the students become part of the performance. It's not like, you know, sit quietly and listen to the oboe. It is you're going to play, sing or dance with for every song for the next hour. Oh, and that fun. is really what makes it, you know, so unique and impactful. They get to be part of that, you know, experience. And so, you know, we're planting the seed with in that case, you know, third and fourth graders, and they may be the next Yo-Yo Ma. Who knows, you know, yeah. but if we don't do that, the chances are that that's, you know, their, their eyes aren't going to be open to that opportunity. And that's really what it is, is we're just trying to help um, young people, including college students, you know, see a, a bigger, broader world. 
it, I it's, love that. it's the it's the idea of representation in some ways you know if you can see someone who looks like you doing the thing then it's a lot easier for you to to imagine yourself doing that That's thing right. and take those steps and so for for people in in stillwater uh, for those kids it is so amazing to be able to look and and be like this is in my community this is happening here yeah. i could be doing this uh, uh folks uh, if you were interested in seeing and i mean let's be honest if you're not you are, are you dead you should be. Um, you gotta go to the how did you download this podcast dead person uh <laughs> You obviously want to go see some of these shows. It is mcknightcenter.org. That is M-C-K-N-I-G-H-T center.org. They have uh, uh, season passes. They have individual tickets. If you are a student there, uh, and we've got obviously a huge college student contingent listening to the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We hope. They have, yeah, uh, but they've got the student rush tickets. There's so many ways for you to interact with the McKnight Center, uh, and and we just can't say any more about it. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on, man. My pleasure. Great to see you guys. Yeah, and uh, please do come back. I know that um, you've always got the next season in the offing, and we would love to have you back to talk about it again. I'd love to do it. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care, buddy. It's good to see you. Bye-bye. So, you know, another great thing about the McKnight Center that Carly and I discovered when we went last year is that it's walking distance from Original Hideaway. Oh, you can park in Stillwater's awesome downtown and just be right around the corner from the McKnight Center. So you can make a whole night of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Honestly, like once you're on campus in Stillwater at OSU, everything's in walking distance. That's true. (laughs) It's very, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice town that way. It's a nice town in a lot of ways. I did, I did plenty of uh, walks from the Ocali building to Eskimo Joe's when I was skipping a (laughs) geology class I didn't want to go to. Uh, All right. It's now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TrailOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod vents. And first up this week is Megan. So if you work in a job position that deals with writing or art, you're often classified as a creative in corporate jargon. I get it. Creative is an easy way to categorize the team members who are deeply sensitive and not proficient in Excel. (laughs) But I've always thought that it was kind of an imprecise, lazy term. After all, a lot of non-artsy jobs require a high degree of creative thinking. So if you value the many forms of human ingenuity constantly at work in the world around us, you may want to check out the Maker Fair at Tulsa. Expo Square. Exhibitors will include soap makers, candle makers, lace makers, and more to rocketry clubs. That's hard to say. Uh, Amateur radio clubs, robotics and coding clubs, gaming startups, and more. And don't forget to bring your kids to meet Princesses with Power Tools, which is a group of lady engineers who dress up like princesses and show kids or anyone who is not familiar with drills how to use them. They'll show you how to make your own constellation projector and if that's not creative, then I don't know what is. For more information, visit Tulsa.MakerFair.com. And Maker Fair, Fair is spelled sort of like the Renaissance term. It's F-A-I-R-E.com. And also this event is free. So That makes sense with all the princesses that are going to be there. Yeah. This little room fairy. That's so cool. Princesses with power tools. What a great idea. That should 100% be like an opener, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like oh, no, that, yeah, it sounds awesome. awesome. Doesn't it? <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right, Ben, what's your event? Around the world in 80 days? <laughs> you call that a challenge? I can get a global round trip on United in just one, admittedly, very uncomfortable week. <laughs> Give me my own hot air balloon to leisurely drift among the clouds, and yeah, I think I can make the loop in under two and a half months. 
In fact, I'll prove it. Just let me get on Amazon here and see how much a new dirigible might run me. <laughs> Come on, how much could a bag of hot air really cost? Oh, let me log on here. Oh, wow. Huh. Hmm. You know what? I don't have to prove anything to you all. I can appreciate the fine art of inflated flight right here from the ground. In fact, this week's Oklahoma Festival of Ballooning in Muskogee makes it quite easy. The problem with piloting a balloon yourself is that it's hard to get a full appreciation for its majesty from the basket. At the Festival of Ballooning, taking place Friday through Sunday at Muskogee's Hatbox Field, guests can enjoy tethered rides, night glows, and take all the pictures their hearts desire. And of course, live music, food trucks, vendors, and a Saturday morning 5K event make it an Oklahoma festival in the proper sense. There is even a fireworks spectacular planned for 9 p.m. Saturday, of which I've been assured balloons will be anchored out of harm's way. I'm glad because it turns out that would be a heck of an investment to lose. Admission is $10 per vehicle, so I recommend carpool. Tethered balloon rides are $20 and are given on a first-come, first-served basis. And as a reminder, all balloon activities are subject to cooperative weather conditions. For more information, call 918-684-6302 or visit muskogeeparks.org. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm dying to take a hot air balloon ride. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lo- I'm i glad that you mentioned the weather because I feel like there are definitely at least a few Oklahomans who would be like, I don't care if there's a tornado. I'm going right. up in the balloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oklahoma Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate, what's your event? Uh, so, you know, you have that friend who's like so cool that even at this like incredibly post high school age, right, you get really excited when they get in touch. Like you like one of my friends like this is a woman. I have a couple friends like so cool, but um, I wish I was as cool as they are. But one of my friends like this is a woman named Jaleesa Castrodale. We worked together on the theater tech crew in college, and she was that person on the crew who always had everybody laughing until they were sick. She's been a stand-up comedian, a Jeopardy champion, which is cool, a marathon runner, and a writer for places like MSNBC, Vice, and Food and Wine. And she's also great fun to hang out with. So when she texted me last week to say that she and her boyfriend had planned a trip to Tulsa from their home in North Carolina, I was just as I was so excited. She was reaching out to say hi. Like, I just was like, oh, my gosh, my cool friend is contacting me. So when she asked for recommendations, I got a little too overstimulated. I and I got a little too eager to impress. And I sent the longest, wordiest, most Tulsa-tastic. Boy, that is a word I wrote and didn't (laughs) practice saying. The most Tulsa-tastic text message I've ever seen. And it was filled with the names of restaurants everyone in this room loves, like Andalini's, Albert G's, Elote, The Vault, The Tavern, Jane's Delicatessen. And if listening to me say that list of restaurants from Tulsa has you salivating as you listen to this podcast, and I have got an event for you. Wild Brew, the famous yearly Tulsa event featuring food from some of Tulsa's finest restaurants, and all the ones I just mentioned will be there, plus beverages of the local and international varieties, artist demonstrations, a silent auction, live music, and a chance to take a selfie with live birds is happening Friday, August 25th. And why, you ask, can you take a selfie with a live bird at this event? And we're not talking about big bird, actual birds, because Wild Brew is is a fundraiser for the George Mix Sutton Aviation Research Center in Bartlesville, which is known for its work helping keep 
helping keep bald eagles off the endangered species list and safe here in Oklahoma and everywhere. Tickets to Wild Brew start at $75. It's a fundraiser after all. And you can get them by, vis- by visiting wildbrew.org. It's 25th year for that event. That's awesome. That? It I know seems that like cool? a really cool... I know. I've always wanted to go to it. Yeah. 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 Uh, also, I mean... Like, and the Sutton Center is amazing. So, mm-hmm. like, your money is going somewhere so good. But, I mean, we get it. You have friends. Like, I have one friend <laughs> who I hear from every few years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's You know what I mean? Among no, like us, person, it's a humble brag. That person like, that's, like, so cool that you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, I've known her for 25 years, and every time, like, she texts me, like, twice a year, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. That's so lame. I'm so lame. Nope. Such a dork. Nope. I just don't have any cool friends. <laughs> just you guys. I just have you guys. Uh, <laughs> wow. We are pretty cool. Right? We're pretty cool. Very, very, yeah. very cool. Uh, to the touch. Uh, Carly, <laughs> what's your... <laughs> Do you ever feel like your life is dry, plain, and repetitive? Does the weight of existential dread threaten to crush you into a million pieces at any given moment? While tortilla chip syndrome isn't yet recognized by the American Psychiatric Association, I can assure you that it's a very real thing, and there's only one cure for it. Getting a heaping helping of the spice of life and literal spice at the Salsa Festival in Jenks on August 26th. There, visitors can sample salsas from mild to sweet until they're so full they forget about any emotional pain, then feel a rush of power as they vote for the best hot, mild, and anything goes dips. There also will be a queso tasting and a jalapeno eating contest for a boost of adrenaline. Even the venue is extra. Who can possibly be sad while munching tasty snacks at the Oklahoma Aquarium? Well, Mm. except for the poor aquatic creatures who only ever get soggy chips. Admission to the festival is included with your aquarium admission, but chips are $3. Visit okaquarium.org for more info. I assume you get a lot of chips for $3, too. You get, like, a basket of chips, and they they recommend that, uh, like, one basket for for everybody in the party. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, You know, I mean, you don't want to have to be, like, going around bumming a chip off somebody to taste some salsa. That's I have no pride. I also like chips. You know, well, I not allow you, know how you know you're at a good Mexican restaurant when there's a little cup of setup for everybody? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Oh. How come not chips, though? Like, well, I want my own basket just for me. That's And that is why, that's, I, so have that's always, why I need to go to this. That's why I've always recommended that you start going to Mexican restaurants alone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do. Anyway. <laughs> and they still make you share with the, with the oh, next yeah. table. So good. That's I what know. I want for lunch. Tex-Mex. Chips and salsa? I would, yeah, just yeah. chips and salsa just and queso. Salsa and queso. Mm, <laughs> that does sound why, good. Why, haven't, why hasn't anybody just opened up a restaurant called Setup? I, you know, because it because, because we expect it to be free. That's it. Yeah. What do you mean I have to pay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why. That sounds like a fun event, though. Yeah. Salsa yeah, festival. Does. Good it's one. Like, we get to see some year, fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just. I, just, I hope I really there's no ceviche. So. <laughs> you could probably get queso before August 26th if you wanted to. Also, what is no, it? I want queso right now. Yeah. There's a queso. Oh my gosh, that's like. Oh, yeah. all different kinds of queso. Okay, oh. I'm, I want to go. Let's yeah. go. The ceviche tasting takes place after hours. Uh, <laughs> all 
right. What do well, you got, Greg? Uh, Hilton is a town due south of Oklahoma City by about an hour and a half or so, and it's fairly famous as the hometown of Rue McClanahan, a.k.a. Blanche from the Golden Girls. And while we would, as a group, like to thank Hilton for being a friend who would travel <laughs> down that road and back again, that is actually not the town's claim to fame. Hilton is home to the Hilton Oil Field, where some pretty big names made some pretty big money. Robert A. Hefner, Earl Halliburton, Lloyd Noble, uh, and more made fortunes by pumping liquefied dinosaurs out of the ground. And in 1918, <laughs> Hilton accounted for 15% of the state's petroleum output. And I don't know if you've ever heard wow. of Oklahoma, but it's got a lot of oil. Uh, so, th- so they were really pumping it out. Celebrate those halcyon days of big strikes and deep wells during Hilton Oil Field Days, August 25th and 26th. The whole town gets together for a Friday night rodeo, followed Saturday by a car show, parade, and more rodeo. The citywide festival includes vendors inside the Hilton Oil Museum and outside in the streets, as well as a food truck competition at the museum. For a $10 entry fee, folks can sample tasty bites from a number of trucks and vote on their favorite. Find out more info about the Hilton Oil Field Days on Facebook and search Hilton Chamber of Commerce. That's awesome. Yeah. If I go, can I say, to, can I say, what is it? Eat dirt and die trash. <laughs> What's the great Blanche line? What? That uh, no, that's that's one of the things that okay. she said. I, yeah. I think that's. I was, say, I was eat, thinking, I drink well, her milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Blanche said that. Where did a hand from There Will Be Blood? <laughs> All right. The sound of Dorothy and Sophia rolling their eyes at yet another double entendre means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. But if you just can't get enough, head over to OklahomaToday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production helped by Oklahoma Today's production manager Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> Everybody waiting on something else. Oh, that's funny. Good job. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah.